Question. Yeah. Do I have a bussy? Let's go home. Welcome back to Wild Till Nine. We'll go to the pod. Welcome back to the podcast. Hi, Lauren. Hello. Hi, Hi Boob. Hi, Digo. Hi, Digo. Oh, my. Okay, so I know that you thought that you were tuning into Wild Till Nine today, but we're actually here on a new episode on the set of Maury. Are you the father? You've heard of Are You, are you the One? You've yeah. heard of Maury? Yeah. Are you the dog father? Are you the dog father? We have had a scandalous week. Oh, my entire world. This this is really a reflection of like how not exciting, like I have no drama in my life because this really, I, I had trouble falling asleep after we uncovered this the other night. This has taken over your life. Oh my God, I cannot believe it. I cannot believe it. And the DNA tests arrived today. But we should probably give so, some context. Yeah, the backstory. Why, why are we ordering DNA tests, babe? Okay, so I was looking for a photo in my camera roll from 2017, an old picture. And um, when I was adopting Moose, the family had sent me a photo being like, oh, this is a picture of Moose's dad. Like, this is what, you know, like this is gonna be half of Moose's, you know, DNA or whatever. And I was like, oh, so cute. Well, they sent two pictures, to be fair. Well, no, no, so this one was in 2017. They sent okay. that photo. Okay. And I was like, oh my God, so cute, Moose's dad. And so like, I, I never really thought about it, but then this whole Diggy, Moose's dad has come full circle as we now have the Diggy, the Moose's dad. The dig diggly wiggly and diggly wiggly. So when I went back to go find that photo, I was like, oh my God, I have a super old photo of Diggy from 2017, six years ago. I'm looking at this photo, having believed that this was a picture of Moose's dad for six years, but we have Moose's dad in our house here. I'm looking at this <laughs> photo and I'm like, that's not the same fucking dog. Who is this? Who is this dog? I didn't, I didn't believe it for a second. I thought, I thought you were jumping to the conclusions. Yeah. I thought Diggy's code had just changed. I know. Because the color is similar. I know Diggy. The I know color Diggy. Is similar. I know what our Diglet looks like. Yeah, it's true. I know what our Diglet looks like. I've spent, anytime Diggy gets like literally the smallest like new little bump, I notice it. Oh, I hear from the other side of the house. What is this? What is, <laughs> what is, what is this? Which is only like triggering to me because that's the phrase I used when I raised my Huskies. We, when we would find something uh -huh, that, exactly. that we were not supposed to find. That you're not supposed to find. Yeah, but like they ripped up some ridiculously. Oh, no, this is like when I find like a new bump or a new like weird little scab or something. No, or... like ours was like, we found them like they had, tar like, right, they had destroyed something, something and yeah. we like, what is this? Yeah. And it didn't matter which one did it uh -huh. with those three words and the ears go back. The ears go back. Yeah. <laughs> now the, what is this from you is- uh, We need to book a vet appointment. Yeah, it, it elicits it very represents. little response from the pups, yeah. but you really um, it, it hone it. Elicits, elicits a response like, from you. I know that within, 15 minutes max, probably mm -hmm. probably seven to 10. Mm -hmm. After I hear, what is this? I'm gonna get a notification in my inbox. A calendar that, invite. That says the vet appointment <laughs> is next Tuesday. Yes. We'll be discussing everything. Yes. So I'm looking at this photo. I'm like, that's not Diggy. I understand that like dogs, as they age, they get freckles. Sometimes they get like the, the powdered sugar snoot. You know what I mean? Like the fur can change over the <gasps> years. I just realized that you and Moose got your first grays about the same time. Sorry, go ahead. Why would you why would you bring that trauma back up? And today I choose violence. Violence. <laughs> you will not be getting a mini pizza when I make it tonight. Smooth, don't say that. <laughs> That's the severity. Please, of it. I'm just kidding, please. I didn't have a mini pizza. So it's just like, I understand that sometimes, you know, freckles appear, fur can change color slightly, but like I would say most 
drastic fur color changes happen within like the first year of a dog's life for the most part. And like the difference is Diggy has like a couple inches of white on the tail. The whole back right leg looks different. The coloring on the face is different. The the snoot freckles are His different. General stance. His general stance is different because if you've ever seen a photo of Diggy and Moose next to each other, <laughs> Diggy is kind of shaped like a beach ball, and Moose is a little more elongated looking. Well, although Diggy now does have some mild arthritis, yeah, I've noticed that every picture I've ever seen of Diggy or video, no matter how old he was, yeah, kind of looks like he had arthritis. Like his his posture is that of someone who no. likes to be curled in. He just likes to sit like Eeyore. That's his natural stance. Yeah, no, it's it's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. So fast forward two years to 2019, and uh, we stayed in touch with the family um, that we got most from. Because they've, they're just super nice, and we've stayed in touch, exchanged photos or whatever. Two years later, 2019, they sent me a picture because they were like, oh, something funny happened today. I saw you post a picture of Moose with like a toy stuck on his head. And I had to send you this photo of Moose's dad, Diggler, with a uh, a protein- Not the full name. A protein powder. Well, because they called him Diggler. Right, and so, yeah. But they were like, oh, I couldn't find Diggy today out in the yard. And when I went looking for him, I found him with a plastic jar of empty protein on his head. And he so was it, just getting some bulk, babe. He was just getting, he was just getting, getting his, his way in. Yeah, yeah, he was getting his way in. And which I'm sure, I mean, hopefully it was like truly empty. But anyways, I went back to that photo after being like, who the fuck is this dog in 2017 that I have, have had a photo saved in my phone of for six years. And that actually was Diggy. So, I'm spiraling and weighing way, the we, options. We're gonna put the, the picture up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, okay, I'll put the comparison photos up too so you can see like the difference of like tail side. color yeah. and like the, the body shape and stuff. I realized that I've never gotten a photo of the mom who I know is Jill. the same colors as Diggy and Moose. So that might be a picture of Jill. They also may have just had another male bull. We also can't see if there's a ween or not. So it also might just be a totally different bull terrier that they also had. And Diggy, when we got him pre-neuter, had a bulbous ween. Oh my God, Diggy was fucking, fucking packed. Stacked. Yeah. I mean, this man. <laughs> It was unreasonably large. Especially for his little body. No, it, it needed to go. Yeah, so anyways, wean aside, we don't know who this dog is from 2017. And of course I could send the photo to them and be like, hey, who do you think this is? But it's so much more fun to spend $300 on doggy DNA genetic testing. When I tell you that I, I walked downstairs from, from finishing up work and Lauren had Diggy's like immigration. <laughs> I had his passport. passport. I had his family papers. tree. Everything that she could. I mean, it looked as if we were about to go into a full investigation. We are about to go into a full investigation. No, you looked like someone who was like chasing down like well, unpaid child support. In Twenty years later, <laughs> I don't want child support. But we've we've called them like this. I mean, it's how often do you get the opportunity to adopt your dog's dad? And now that we have our dog's dad, I'm like, or oh my we? god, are you actually the dad? Or do we? And like, I just want to say that this changes absolutely nothing about how much we love Diggy. No, because if you're not the dad, you're out of here tomorrow. Immediately. You got to go. No. No. But Diggy is registered with one of the, it's not AKC, but it's another one of like the doggy registration. The Hungarian whatever's. Um, uh, Kennel Society? It's one of the more, no, no, no. It's like a, it's a worldwide database. WKC? No, it's like IDC or something. Okay. Anyways, WWDC? or IDF maybe? IDF? Um, IVF? No, 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 no. I can't remember what it's called. I'm, I'm, and it's not going to come to me. But we are going to now further investigate to see if Diggy oh, is in fact GPA. the dad. 
Good Pup Association. Good Pup Association. Yeah. yeah. Moose is also registered to that one as well. Well, sometimes. <laughs> he gets his revoked every once in a while. <laughs> every once in a while. <laughs> After it's a dirty, snotty Kleenex. Yeah. So that's been the excitement of my week. The DNA tests arrive today and I'm so excited to, I, I like, I just know it's going to be, I wonder if I can pay for expedited processing. If you can, I'm sure you'll do it. I will do it for sure. I should send my DNA test in. Yeah, I, we, Jeremy, we just know that you are afraid of needles and I'm pretty sure there's a, there's a blood prick situation there. And it's, what? I think it's one of those ones. I don't think it's a, it might be a, a spit. If it's not a spit, I'm never taking that. That's exactly what I like. Was, it's one thing to make me pay yeah. to send my DNA to BlackRock. It's another thing mm -hmm. to make me pay and you're going to hurt me. You are so dramatic. <laughs> you are so, so dramatic. I just think that my blood should stay inside my body. Sue me. Okay. All right. I can't be the only one with this take. Your blood should stay inside of your body. Yes. My mom has a friend whose oh dog donates blood every month. Isn't that so sweet? I never even thought about how like that would be a nice thing I to do. I have so many follow-up questions. <laughs> starting with, do dogs have different blood types? I don't know. Shoshana. <laughs> Show? <laughs> Can we get a Google Could you that? enlighten us? I feel like. Probably right. Welcome back to Wild Sill Science Podcast. I'm so glad this Wild is Wild Science podcast. podcast. Yeah, babe. I want to know. Yes, they do. <gasps> there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different blood types found in dogs. Holy shit. How many different types uh, do humans have? There's eight. Eight there, humans, eight. seven dogs. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, anyways, they take their dog. It's a, she's a, she's a service dog and she goes to not only, she has, they go to elementary schools and kids read. They practice. That's they gain. So nice. They gain confidence in their reading as they read to this golden retriever. And then she goes and donates blood. That's a dog who is just racking in the good dog karma points. Can you imagine how not well behaved both of our boys would be? Uh, Moose would. If, if I signed Moose up to donate blood, he would. He would slaughter me in my sleep. He'd go for the jugular. I, I mean, I'm with him because giving blood is. Uh, you and Moose are quite similar in that respect. I mean, the, my, I've, I've said this before, but the fact that the last time I went to give blood, they said, we we don't need you to come back anymore. Because you get passing out. Yeah. Also, no one wants a 6'4 guy to go down passing well, out. Well, it was like, we, like it's one we've got to like, use this table for some other people, yeah. and you don't ever finish, and you take up the table twice as long as everybody else. <laughs> Sir, you and need, you need to stop And you need three coming. juice boxes and yeah. three lollipops for us to revive you. Like when they're, when they're, when they're saying, we're, we're good on your blood type, yeah, I go, but coming. I've got, we don't, I've, we don't need it. I have the most Stay common home. blood type in the world. They don't need it. Yeah, right. home. Thank you so much for your service, but stop coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dicko. So that will be a saga that will continue on as we get the results back. And I also, I, I've just like never thought to do breed testing because like bull terriers have quite distinct head shapes. And I just really feel like there's no other breed that they can be like mistaken hey Arnold, for. like like goes forward. Right, exactly. It's literally like, like the other way, if you were to rotate Hey Arnold and like change the eye placement by 90 degrees, <laughs> um, yeah. you get a bull terrier. So I've never, I've never gone- An inverted never hammerhead shark. Thought to do breed testing because I think it's quite obvious, but imagine it came back like 10%. Are we gonna do if we have a chihuahua poodle? That'd be crazy if there was, there's gotta be this. Well, if Diggy is registered in like the database, then he should technically probably come back as 100% Bull Terrier. Who, registered in what country, where, when, how is it registered? I, I mean, forget. Like, I, I mean, I can get his file in his folder and his no, passport out again. Do people know that he's from Hungary? 
I think we've talked about it before. Yeah. But he's from Hungary. He speaks Hungarian. He that's why we there. can't communicate as well as Moose. Um, and that's why he didn't know sit he for a while. Because we didn't know how to say it in Hungarian. How does sit in Hungarian? Kitsa. <laughs> just make those, that's just throat noises. Kitsa. Ul. Ul. That doesn't even sound. Ul. It sounds like, um, remember those toys as a kid? It was like a tube and you go. One more time. It was like a tube and you'd flip it upside down. Okay, what's next on the call sheet? Babe, tell the good people of the pod what you learned this week. Your new, the new, the newest term. I wish that I could, could deflect. Um, tell the good people the pod. Also, this is just like, like, Jeremy, you are an ally. Okay, so I've heard this word thrown about in a few circles. Uh -huh. And I've never had the courage to um, investigate. Right. And also, it to seemed like- urbandictionary.com. Right. And it seemed yeah. like a word that if I searched it, mm. it would have negative consequences on my uh, retargeting and ads. Your, your algorithm? Yeah, for some time. Sure, sure. And so I- Asked Lauren a simple question, and we'll play the video here. What a bussy is. <laughs> that's, 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 that's not, that's B -U -S -S. not. B-U-S-S. B as in boy. B as in bravo. Mm -hmm. Ussy. Ussy. A bussy. A bussy. What a bussy is. And from what I've gathered, and it's a mixture of what you've told me sarcastically. Sure. sure. And then the 19, not, not so, um, uh, the 19, uh, uh, otherwise informed people, um, which I got to say about a half dozen of the DMs that I've got in my, my inbox since then uh -huh. are I think some potential suitors who I think are confused. Um, but a bussy is the entering for a man. So I'm going to just give it straight to you from Urban Dictionary okay. is a boy pussy, the asshole <laughs> of a male. Um, Stop. Uh, he gave up that bussy in jail. He has a nice bussy. Is a gay term used for a man's anus. So what men call their love hole. Oh, he stretched out my bussy so wide. Oh. Question. Yeah. Do I have a bussy? <laughs> you already know that's going on TikTok. You will see, I, so I don't know if- like, Do I have to like men to have a bussy? Yeah, I think maybe. Okay. I, just, I just feel like all of our gay friends though would tell you that you do have a bussy. Okay. But I don't know if you should go about saying that. I don't want to tell my mom, Gil never gets what I learned today. Well- I shouldn't have sent that text already. No, maybe okay. not. And so then the the next thing that we learned that this this transpired into was learning what a bussy is. Oh, I don't a, think I, I got that. A bodussy. That's, that's intermediary. Which is uh, booty, dick, and pussy. So it smells like a bodussy. Uh, it's a noun, pungent odor of three combined sources, butt, dick, and pussy. Odor is routinely, odor is routinely caused by vigorous sexual activity using all three sources at once. Also accompanied by a sweaty, humid room atmosphere. Can Their apartment always smells like bodussy. Country of origin, please. Um, I for sure America. I did, yeah, that's a, that's yeah for sure America. I I feel like we could. I don't know. There's there's certain words that make me um, really feel confident about being straight, and that's one of them. Well, I would say that Badusi is from probably. I'm I I you, you need you need a, a penis and a vagina to make Badusi. 
What Lauren's trying to say is, Badusi is straight. Yeah, Badusi. Yeah, because Bussy Bussy is gay, right? Okay. How? How? Well, okay. Because if to make the a sexual odor of Badusi, you need butt, dick, and pussy. Oh, okay. I hate the word pussy for some reason. It, it's so. It's not for me. It's so just like like violent to me. Yeah. Um, okay. I I don't know. Okay, so I've had badussy before. Is what you're saying? I don't know. You tell me. Well, I haven't. We've never made badussy before. Oh, I get it now. Yeah. So feel free to not answer that question. I don't. I. If you want mini pizzas tonight, cooked by me. I have. You, I have you no, will tell me that you've never made badussy. I can tell you right now. I don't recall at this time. At this time, great, yeah. great answer, great answer. And so where, I feel like the, the missing context is, is where Bussy came from in the first place is that there is this uh, new TikTok country singer who it's, but it, the whole thing is like very odd and a little queer baity in my opinion. Queer baity. Because it's an alter ego of another art, I forget what, a Jake something. Wait, is this the- Oh, Jake Hill. Wait, hold on. This is the audio that I was in the middle of doing something nerdy. Yes, yes. And, he, and like a, a room away, okay, I heard- Okay, here are the lyrics. He's bouncing off my booty cheeks. I love the way he rides. I can hardly breathe when he's pumping deep inside. I kiss him on the neck. I, I kiss him on his neck and he kisses- I kiss him on his neck and then he kisses on my bussy. Call him daddy while I holler. Man, that boy's so damn good looking. Well, looking, looking. <laughs> felt part of the, I mean, and they say chivalry's not dead, one. And two, poetry. Absolute poetry. <laughs> I, like, I think if you put that. He kisses on my bussy. Can you, wait, this is the one with the country accent too, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway. ahead, Can we hear your country accent? Just like a, a quick. He's bouncing on my booty cheeks. I love the way he rides. I can hardly breathe. Okay, okay, never mind. Um, Kissing on his bussy. Kissing <laughs> on his bussy. <laughs> on his bussy. Okay. Is so, bussy a word that you can say on the radio? Like, will we get edited or screened for that or? Well, I mean, are we gonna put this on a little AM, FM? Probably not, so I think we're okay. I'm just saying like, is, is bussy a word that you could use in public? I mean, majority of people in the world probably don't know what a bussy is. Really? I thought I was the last person. It felt like I was the last person. No, I would say like internet culture knows a bussy. Okay. And gay culture knows a bussy. Okay. And you would be on the outskirts of that. <laughs> no offense. And then taken. <laughs> so anyways, I, I, because we're not gay, I feel like I don't, I don't have- We're not gay. <laughs> I feel like, no, but like, I, I feel like I'm not in a place to be like, oh, this is queer baiting because- Got it. This Dicks in Dallas is the song, is the artist name of Wait, the guy- Dicks in Dallas or Dixon Dallas? Dixon. Okay, got it. Cause there's- But that is quite funny. Yeah. Dixon Dallas is the alter ego of Jake Hill, who is a like very straight sounding, like pop punk rapper man. Okay. And so he- What do you mean by straight sounding, by the way? I mean, you know exactly what I'm saying. Okay, go ahead. What I mean by that. And so, because we're not gay, I feel like I'm not in a place to define like whether this is Can queer baiting or not. a friend? So I went on Reddit <laughs> because I was like, I, I was like, is, is like, I, I'm not in a place where I feel like I'm allowed to, you know, make that decision. Um, like when did Reddit become like the the litmus test or like the the universal source of truth for like whether or not something is gay or queer baiting? So this is the subreddit called Gay Bros. Oh, um, this person says my favorite quote is "There's no law that says I can't write a song about getting my booty cheeks bounced off of, even if he is straight." 
Um, he isn't out, but doesn't want to be labeled. His six. His sexuality is his business and he hasn't outright labeled himself, but has that he doesn't care and doesn't want to be put in a box. Basically, it's unknown if he makes the music as an alter ego to express himself or if it's all satire. I think the song sucks, but good for him, I guess. Well, a lot of people are like, are like, oh, this is my summer anthem. Like a lot of people are just into it because like there isn't a ton of gay representation in country music Well, do you remember the song, um, uh, uh, Two Step? Yeah. Yeah. Basically, I think this is the 2023 version of that. Mm, this one's a little more vulgar, I think. I don't know if it's quite the same category. Well, the energy, maybe? Yeah. Um, this The lyrics are spot on. How many straights know about bussy? <laughs> this is more than you think. They're starting to catch on. So this is kind of like, um, uh, like a, a bussy awareness campaign. This kind of is a bussy. Oh, yeah. Bussyville of bussy visibility. Bussy visibility. Bussy, bussy awareness. This person says he's straight and playing for shock value, not an ally. Ooh, see, like that's that's kind of where I was like, oh, this could definitely get get a little messy. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, Dillies, it is your favorite book girly here in her book girly era. I have been diving deep into my reading journey lately, and I am thrilled to share something that's been a total game changer for me. Book of the month. Book of the month is more than just a subscription service. It's like having a personal book curator. Every month, they present a selection of the best new titles. As I mentioned last week, I recently picked out Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow from their list, and let me tell you, I am hooked. And the best part, they offer these amazing books at fantastic prices. And ship is always on the house. Plus their loyalty program is a cherry on top, offering even better deals the longer you stick around. Recently, they launched their curated audiobooks alongside their hardcovers. So whether you're someone who loves the classic feel of a hardback or prefers stories to accompany you on the go, they've got you covered. And this just adds to the whole experience. I'm genuinely impressed by how the book of the month selects their books. Their editorial team goes through hundreds of titles to handpick the most engaging ones for us. No matter which book you choose, you're in for a treat. And the convenience of their service is impeccable. 
There's always something for every type of reader. Right now, you can head over to bookofthemonth.com and snag your first book for a mere $5 using the code WILD. It's such a good deal. You do not want to miss out. I cannot recommend Book of the Month enough. It's not just about receiving books. It's about the joy of discovery, tracking your reading journey on their app, and connecting with stories that resonate. Remember, use the code WILD for that amazing first book deal. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. actually made a statement i forget who it was to i forget i forget who it was to originally um but it's been quoted a bunch so he said he's from alabama so he's like growing up in the south you're taught how to think a certain way i reached a point where i started thinking for myself my music is a big fuck you to my past no i haven't disclosed my sexuality i could be gay i could be straight i could be bi at the end of the day i feel like it doesn't matter there's no law that says i can't write a song about getting my booty cheeks bounced off of that's the most gen z you should have ever heard yeah and for the most part i think it's good so he also was like, the amount of messages I get from people saying, I'm a gay man, we don't have this type of music, it makes me feel seen, it makes me feel heard yeah. and comfortable in my skin. Um, if somebody wants to cancel me, I don't care, I don't give a shit about any type of negativity. What's weird is that they are, quote unquote, teaming up for a co-headlining tour of like his other music and then also the Dixon Dallas music. I feel like we're just in a transition phase. You know? Yeah, I don't know. So anyway, let us know because I feel like we are we don't have the grounds to make an actual opinion on this that but matters. That won't stop us usually. But this one's I feel like the whole I mean the idea of like queer baiting in general is such yeah. like a weird and like um uh uh why anyone would go there is an interesting thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, like I could see the possibility of someone who sees an opportunity to make a viral song because like this truly is like one of the first of its kind, a country song for gay men that says bussy. Right. But also like you got to think the, the response for the average person in Alabama to our, our, our buddy here releasing this mm -hmm. would be interesting to fucking like read through. Totally. Um, when I was in Palm Springs, uh, Mia had deleted TikTok off of her phone and just to like, you know, be more productive in life, which, you know, if I were to follow in those footsteps, I probably too could be more productive in life. Although I did have a, a crazy productive week this week. Anyways, she re-downloaded TikTok onto her phone. And so oh it gives you just like a general username that's like user 65432, whatever. And because TikTok, you know, tracks like everything that you do on your phone and Mia has an OnlyFans and, you know, like is in the sex worker industry, her For You page was the most unhinged thing I had ever seen in my entire life. I've never seen this side of TikTok before and it was, we were losing our absolute fucking minds because I was under the impression that when you would download TikTok and it gives you like a, gener a generic like username, it would show you like the top people and like science hacks and then eventually it tailors off. But she re-downloaded TikTok and it was just fucking zero to a hundred on the most unhinged literal nudity. The amount of coochies that I saw on TikTok. I'm, I'm good on coochie TikTok. I feel like if someone twerks a little too recklessly, they get 
like banned and their account taken down, the video removed. And so the fact that I was seeing literal labias was insane. What's insane about it is that the amount of, uh, the amount of people on staff that TikTok has that are supposed to be like going through and moderating, I think like outnumbers just about any other social platform uh, in existence. Right. So the fact that that's making it through, think about all the coochies that have been filtered out. Oh, right, right. The amount of coochies that are, okay. So there was like, it was, the, I, I can't even, I, I was losing, we were losing our goddamn minds. Okay, so for example, one of them, and we can't show any of them obviously because you, it's like- Are you talking about like the, the, like it, the mystery box? It was, the no. The hidden box? No, no, no. Oh, well, yeah, that was one of them. But okay, so, cause I feel like I just need to do my best to like describe this. You can visualize it without us having to show literal nudity on the podcast. Okay. So there is a CD girl, okay? And so she's showing and hopefully- a compact disc girl? Dear God, that, that everyone knows what a CD is in our audience. Um, there's a hole in the middle of a CD. And so she would be like <laughs> holding up the CD, that's what the frame is. And the hole of the CD would pass over a compact mirror that's sitting in front of her. And for a split second in the reflection of the compact mirror are her fucking labias. And it's a split second shot. And so like AIs that are looking for coochies are most likely not gonna catch it because it thinks that it's like a TikTok of a CD or like showing like how shiny this this disc is. Yeah. And it's a split second. Or for example, someone will use like the um, handle hole of a mug and they'll just like move their hand slightly and a, a nipple will appear in the hole of the handle. Um. There was one where a girl was holding a prime bottle and at the very bottom of the screen are labias. I labia? It, what's the what's the labia that's on the outside? Is it the majora? The menorah is I think on the inside, right? Mazel. Not to, I was gonna say not to be confused with <laughs> labias. Literal labias. So I, there's this whole community of people who are like doing these these challenges of showing nudity in reflections that are like in the background of what they're trying to distract the algorithm and the AI. <laughs> <laughs> For any Gen Z who's never seen a CD before, here's the CD that we're talking about. <laughs> so exactly where the cat is. Post floppy disk, pre DVD. Is the coochie. I, um. Jeremy was enraged. So yeah, it's been a couple of weeks since I discovered this at this point. I came point. home from Palm Springs and I was like, Jeremy, I have to show you the most fucking unhinged TikToks I've ever seen in my life. I, okay. I feel like the soapbox is here. Uh, forgive me in advance for being too wordy. Here we go. I'm 31 and a half years old. Sure. I have lived in an existence where anytime someone I knew, no matter how close or far away from me, got offended by something they saw on the internet, mm -hmm. I thought that concept was ridiculous. Like the thought that like something would offend you on the internet, just don't watch, don't look at it. And I stand by that. And I'll double down on the fact that this is the first time in my life I saw something, which you showed me, that fucking weird whatever, mm -hmm. and I was genuinely offended. Disgusted. He was, Jeremy was mad. He I, was mad. <laughs> I mean like, I, and maybe it was because it was all women, I felt like more like polarized by it, but like I, the, the thought of like dudes who yeah. do this shit all the time in, in other weird ways, but like the thought of a dude, right? Uh, trying to, to, to camouflage. Sneak. What did you just say? Camouflage. 
Camouflage? Camel? Stop it right Cam now. Camel camouflage? Stop it right now. What oh are you saying? My oh my god. god. Oh my god. Stop it right now. Is this happening? This is are, this is the best birthday gift you could possibly give me. Camouflage. It's still camouflage. <laughs> camouflage. Camouflage. Stop it right now. C A M. <laughs> oh my give it to me again. Say it again. I don't want to. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I cannot believe you got the it. Role you, you reversal got there. is happening you got right there. now. You had it. You had it. What is it? With you confidence. lost it for a moment. With confidence. With confidence. Go ahead. Camouflage. Oh, yeah, that was right. You were throwing an extra L in there somewhere, though. I was throwing L's. Yeah. Yeah. Cam, you said, I think you said camouflage. Oh, boy. <laughs> I cannot believe I got to live on the like the receiving end of that. Can I get more Adderall up here? <laughs> camouflage. I like camouflage better. Okay. That's what I was fucking saying. I think that camouflage wieners. I genuinely think that any person mm -hmm. who participates in this trend, yeah, who's over the age of seventeen, mm. should one be tried as an adult, but also two tried as an adult. No, I think that this is one of the most like egregious oversteps mm. in in uh, creeper fucking pedophile uh, uh, porn. Oh like, my God. Like, this shit is unacceptable. It's crazy. Some of the other ones that I'm I'm remembering now too, there was this other kind of like category or subcategory of this like surprise nudity uh, challenge. It's not surprise nudity. This is like fucking like, public indecency with the, the the ability to use the internet. So it's like unlimited distribution right. of public decency. Like it used to be indecency. 20 or 30 years, indecency, indecency, yes. Yeah. But like 30 years ago, if you wanted to go out on the fucking like corner mm -hmm. and, and whip your dick out to everyone who's at that public spot, maybe a hundred people maybe would see it, which is bad enough. Mm -hmm. This is on the internet for tens of thousands of millions of billions of people to fucking see. And Some I think of these should, videos, sorry, go ahead, keep on, keep on. I genuinely think that there is a reasonable case for you should be able to be tried with however many people saw that, that's how many counts of indecent exposure you should be subject to. It was crazy. You can't just fucking uh, try and manipulate or get around some fucking like algorithm, algorithm yeah. by showing your fucking anything uh -huh. to someone who didn't ask for that shit. That's so weird. It no, it was it was crazy. It it's was so crazy. weird. Crazy. And like I, I very seldom do I feel like the platform is a hundred percent responsible for figuring something out. Yeah. Figure it out. Yeah. You, you they, have no. to. I mean, it's what the the minimum age I think for TikTok is thirteen. Right. Like 13 year olds should not be seeing that shit. What's interesting is the amount of like things, and I like, I mean that broad, the amount of protocols, things, uh, technology mm -hmm. on the internet that is only in existence today because adult entertainment, porn mm -hmm. in the 90s and 2000s needed some level of innovation to be able to mass distribute porn all over the place. You would be shocked. Like compression algorithms, getting like- Is, is like, because of, yes, oh yeah, that's right, because they were putting networks. it on the internet, right? I mean, at a certain point in time, yeah. like like over a third of all internet traffic was porn. A third? Do you understand like how, think about like how, like Netflix is a streaming service. Yeah. And YouTube as a service. Mm -hmm. Think about how much like later those things came around than like the Kim Kardashian sex tape. I guess I don't really know. <laughs> like I genuinely a don't while. know. Yeah, like the amount of like innovation that had to take place so that people could get their porn quickly is is shock. You would have no idea. Wow, that's wild. That deserves a Netflix documentary yes. for sure. How, well, show will you look up like the percentage of the internet that was porn in like you know the 2000s, 90s, and 2000s? It for has sure. not gone down much. Yeah. Guys. Wow. Um, what? Substantial. Like, 
about 35% yeah. to about 30. Of yeah. what? Of what? Of all internet traffic. Of all internet traffic is poor? Yes. Shut the fuck up. I'm, I'm not kidding. Like what, everything One I said was not a joke. Third? Yeah. Here I am watching capybara videos and like Googling like, can my dog eat celery? And meanwhile, the rest of the internet. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Any other fun facts there, show? Porn sites get more visitors than all major streaming services combined. I believe that. Yeah. Holy fucking shit. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. But like there is a place for porn on the internet. And I, I, there's not one part of me that is like, although I think porn does terrible things to people that get yeah. addicted to it. Yeah. There's not one part of me that thinks that you shouldn't be able to put your coochie on the internet in a NSFW labeled fucking site yeah. for people that want to see that shit. Right. Do your thing. Right, right, but right. But you can't do it in a place that 14 year olds are scrolling in between homework. I wonder actually what's the minimum age of Twitter? Because Twitter allows crazy nudity as well too. Like I, I sometimes I've opened. But uh, if you're, if your birthday's under 18, I wonder if there's not more of a, a filter. A on filter it. on it, yeah. yeah and maybe. by the way, you mean X. It, fuck, fuck, no, fuck you, Elon. It's it's Twitter, you it always X. will be Twitter, and it is forever Twitter. Um, trash site anyways, regardless. Um, so yeah, the, it, it's, oh, dick lit. No, that's okay. Have you found the keys to unlock your best trip? On a Trafalgar tour, you unlock more than just the world. We give you the keys to discover real connections and one-of-a-kind experiences. It all starts with expert itineraries where everything is taken care of. With Trafalgar, your money goes further, and so do you. Unlock your best self. Discover more at trafalgar.com unlock. That's T-R-A-F-A-L-G-A-R dot unlock. Hey everyone, I'm Devin Werkheiser. I'm Lindsay Shaw. And I'm Daniel Curtis Lee. And we are the hosts of Ned's Declassified Podcast Survival Guide. Ever wonder what happened to Ned Mose and Cookie? Well, we're back. We helped you guys survive middle school. And now we're helping you survive adulthood. On Ned's Declassified Podcast Survival Guide, we are re-watching episodes. Bringing you special guests like Coconut Head and Janitor Gordy. And catching up on the last 15 years. We're talking about everything from dating mishaps. To mental health and maintaining friendships. And asking the question, how? How do we survive adulthood? Maybe we don't always have the answers. But we're going to figure it out together. Come join us. So pause that podcast you're listening to and subscribe to Ned's Declassified Podcast Survival Guide. (laughs) On Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I think the moral is, is that if you feel the need to show your labias, one, feel free to go monetize that and make an OnlyFans, um, or two, go find an NSFW subreddit or an appropriate 18 plus website to do so and not to the children of TikTok. I, like the, obviously we had the internet when we were kids, Yeah, but like, Photos and videos. You know what it's giving the same energy of is yeah. when you would download a LimeWire song and it would accidentally be something accidentally. Like, ex- <laughs> <laughs> the amount of what was the what was that one? Um, and I did not fuck Monica Lewinsky. Who was I did not have uh, sex, sex with that <laughs> woman. <laughs> the amount of songs that I tried to download of LimeWire and it ended up being that exact people, audio. Okay, people <laughs> under the age of thirty will never understand. I know, 
Like when you downloaded something from BearShare, LimeWire, yeah. and Napster, there was a 115% chance that someone had put their little tag yes. on top of it yes. to the point where I hear songs from back in the day on the radio and I think it's I'm missing like, oh, it's a part. it's missing a piece. Yeah. yeah. Where'd you find this? Like, Damn, son. Wait, like Shoshana's like, what are you guys talking about? I know. Like yeah. the fact that I used to have like an a, a torrent client on a separate computer to be able oh, to- Oh, that's smart. So you could just corrupt the fuck out of that one instead of your, your main? I, were you just using your main computer for that? Oh yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. So you were a LimeWire girl? I was a LimeWire girly for sure. I I I, I shuffled back between BearShare and LimeWire. I I uh yeah yeah a little bit of BearShare, but I was a LimeWire girly, uh, true and true. I think. Yeah, yeah. It's but like the fact that like we 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 couldn't see a preview. No, we had to go off whatever somebody had titled it. Yes. The fact that we don't all just have viruses is we did have viruses. Incredible. All of us. Yeah, we all, all had times. viruses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We all had viruses. Yeah. Um, so that was a crazy side of TikTok that, and also for some reason they had also grouped in breastfeeding talk alongside surprise coochie talk, which I think are two different things. So because breastfeeding talk, I think had a lot more educational purpose than surprise prime bottle and coochie talk. And so it was odd that they had grouped all of that together. But I think that they, somehow the algorithm had right. grouped. Okay, this is the other part that I still have trouble processing is that if her entire algorithm they had showed her was like sexual nudity, the algorithm knew enough that there was a surprise coochie alongside the prime bottle to show that TikTok okay. and put it in that algorithm, I would but wouldn't take it down. Nothing more than a data scientist to be able to explain that to you. Because I agree, if it's if it's putting it close, well, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're the same thing. Yeah. But if you are correct, yeah, and the algorithm is. Is tagging. No, like it was back to back every single, we were losing our goddamn minds because every single scroll was right. nudity, every single scroll. And so for them to know how to accurately group those right. into an algorithm for nudity, but not remove them. Data scientists here, um, <laughs> this algorithm we speak of is trained by people. And right. um, yeah, you know, you know who owns TikTok knows everything, so. Right. It is all intentional, I believe. Yeah, I mean. I mean, listen, the algorithm that they gave to us on a girl's trip, it was, we, we were, they, they retained our attention, that's for sure. There is a world where because Mia's probably done a lot of boob related searching and communication because yeah. of like her. her. Uh, but you would think that breastfeeding talk would be more along yeah, the lines like, of like mom talk. But even just like using the word breast, copying things that could train the word breast. Mm -hmm and breastfeeding mm -hmm. have some like overlap. Sure. I mean, like there's more there like as to why that was appearing. Right. For Mia. Yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess. That could, I think like skew this. But they weren't set. showing, you know how many boob job TikToks there are that they showed none of those to us. It was just actual titties. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, losing our minds. Why can't my TikTok be filled with titties? You know what it's filled with? You know how many guys were commenting on all of those TikToks and and they were like they were like here to here to like reconfirm my algorithm like here to keep this in my in my it, like it was Can you imagine commenting publicly here to keep this in my algorithm yeah, love this this surprise coochie is great want to keep seeing more of this it was 
wild. It was wild. And so we, she was sending them all to her boyfriend, Jerry. And I asked Jerry in preparation for this episode. Cause I was like, I wanted to see if there were any that we maybe that were like not as crazy that we could potentially show. Yeah. And half of them have already been taken down. So they do get taken down eventually. But the amount of those videos that had like a million likes and had crazy amounts of engagement <sighs> and still we're out there showing surprise labias. I mean, for anyone who's watched Silicon Valley, there's a an episode that talks about hot dog, no hot dog. Oh yeah, this is labia, no labia. Right, but what's what's a um, a food or a common everyday object yeah. that could be uh, swapped out with a labia? Um, what's maybe? the most labia-like food you could think of? Uh, Show the floors open for you as well. I'll give this one to Lauren. <laughs> um, see, it's hard because I feel like if you could take some pieces of lettuce or cabbage- Oh, I don't like and, where this is going. And then add it to a cantaloupe or something. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? It's, it's senses okay. like that that make men everywhere <laughs> feel justified in never finding the clitoris. Because you just described what I can only think of as like a crime, like a vegetable crime scene for labia. I'm thinking like if like what were you thinking? If I <laughs> if I were to have camouflage, to, if I were to have to like construct a labia uh -huh. out of a food, like what what elements would I need? Babe, I think I know I the next DIY series <laughs> right now. I would tear two pieces of lettuce, probably romaine, off as labias, and like not super big. And I mean, listen, labias come in all shapes and sizes, so maybe maybe some labias like, are. Welcome much back bigger. to Is It Cake? I saw edition? I saw this girl who was thinking about getting um, a labia reduction because she called her labias an Audi. What? <laughs> oh boy. What do you mean? She called her lady as an Audi. What? No, I, okay, I heard you. Right, right, right. What do you mean? She referred to hers as a meatball. You, okay. And the uh, labias were on the outside. You know what the labia is, right? Barely. Okay. Um, I know what a labia is more than I know what a bussy is. Right. Or at least Which is to. crazy because you have a bussy. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, so where does the labia stop and the next part begin? So there's a labia majora, majora, and the labia minora, I think. Mazel. Mazel. Yeah. And, and those are like the, can we actually, because this is educational. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that we can, we if can it's, We can do a, a caricature. If it's, in, if it's illustrated, right? Yeah, illustrated. Yeah, if it's illustrated. Yeah. We can get, um. Oh boy. Oh, oh man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Let me just put educational in educational front of there. Educational science podcast. Oh. Oh, this is a great one. Great. Yeah. This is so, okay, clitoral hood, clitoral head. That's where it is, babe. Urethral opening, not the same hole as the, as, as the, as the actual vaginal opening. I can confirm I've never seen one of these. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then there's the labias, the inner and the outer. Okay, quick question. Where do you pee? The pee hole, <laughs> the urethral opening. It's between the vaginal opening and the and the clitoral head. That, okay, can we get to scale? I feel like if, if there was a dime. I mean. 
Okay. What's the labia majora do versus the menorah? Mazel. Um, I think it's just, Not for you. I think, I think it's, I probably just to generally protect, like it's giving eyelashes of the vagina. Okay. Right. All right. Like keeping stuff out. I would have thought that's the dam. The dam. Or it's just poorly labeled. You know what the problem is? That's gooch. Guaranteed. The dam is gooch. Guaranteed. A uh, bunch of dudes in white lab coats probably handed these out at some point. So what's the actual scientific explanation of what the labia is for? I just want to know how we go from labia majora, labia minora to vaginal opening and the dam. The dam is the gooch. You're telling me your gooch is a dam. You also have a damn gooch. Gooch <laughs> dam. <laughs> yeah, Lauren, you're right. It's just like to protect yeah. everything else. That's what I was thinking. Like an eyelash. Yeah, but like less an eyelash. Hair. <laughs> <laughs> Not always. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Anyways, um, this has been a science episode of Well Tonight. I think we should move into hotline questions now. It can't get hotter <laughs> than this, but yeah. Actually, there's a specific hotline question, babe, that is for you, that is very actually in the same vein of these science questions, and but I'm so excited for you. All right, let's hit the fucking hotline. Okay, but there's a question for you that I'm so excited. We need to start with that one. As always, the Well Tonight hotline email will be in the description box. Um, if you can send us your audio or video messages, um, that is how you can- What is um, the email? Wild till, no, 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 no. WT9hotline at gmail.com. Number nine? Number nine. WT number nine hotline. It's in the description. Okay, great. Also, some of you send really great stories in text format. Ooh, that's fun, right? No, no, it's not. Oh, it's not no, fun. it's not it's fun. fun. It's not fun. So it is, but like it's just so it's so like the amount that gets added to a story when we get to hear it in their voice with right. their context changes everything. Okay, would we accept No. No question. Would we accept a submission if they used one of the TikTok voice changers? But yeah, still said it. That's fine. I okay. said that you can add it. If you want to add a voice changer to it, fucking send it. Okay. Send Got it. it. So that's acceptable. But like, it's just not as fun when we when we read it right. versus it being in their voice. Also, remember to uh, uh, put if you need this to be like extra confidential at the at the bottom. So we yeah, well, we can we can change your name. Yeah. Okay. Ready. <laughs> Born ready. Great fucking graphics. Thank you. My questions are a little bit uh, less serious and just a little uh, silly, if we're being honest. Um, because I was kind of hurt that you missed these out in your answering questions that girls want to know about guys' view. The first one is, um, can men feel it in their penis when they're peeing? Um, <laughs> like, do you feel the pee flying through? I would just very much like to know. Also, before you answer, Jeremy, I'd like Lauren to give her estimate. And this has gotten really long. Oops. Um, my other question is, how does it when you're sitting down and pooping not the poop not get on your penis? <laughs> yeah, as someone who's also hoping to be part of the entertainment industry, I genuinely, genuinely believe art and even YouTube and social media can change worlds and change lives. And I love you guys for doing that and being a part of it. <laughs> the insightful, the insight, insightful outro of that at the end just being like the entertainment world and that YouTube can just change the world, but also do you get poo on your penis? <laughs> what we've done here, Lauren, is cultivated our friends. Is it the exact that people? We, yeah. <laughs> like if we just got all got in a room sometime and just hung out, that's the kind of shit that I would expect and hope for. 
Like if I could craft the perfect oh god like listener, yeah, it's her. It's her. Okay. Okay. Uh, so no, I've actually been instructed to go first. Yeah. Right. No. Go ahead. About can you feel the pee go through your penis? Yes. Okay. So we have actually talked about this before because I've 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 told Jeremy how like when girls pee, I feel like it kind of just falls out. <laughs> Lauren describes it as if like. It's it's you're you're basically holding water in the palm of your hands. Yes. And at any point in time, it could just, just come out. And I would say anywhere between one and eleven times per week, Lauren does something very normal or like turns a <laughs> corner and goes, I almost peed. <laughs> or I think I peed a little. <laughs> no, I, I very, very rarely almost pee. I, I very rarely actually mm. pee a little, but the amount of times that I almost pee is quite frequently. Which probably is on me that I need to be doing more Kegels. But I think that <sighs> So my answer here. What's the title of this podcast? I don't be? know. I'm not. It's just we we are. Should we have Bill Nye on? Yes. My answer is I think that you can't feel the pee going through your okay. penis. Maybe you can feel it leaving, mm. but you can't feel it actually going through. Like that feels weird to think about. Like if you like the the inner sensation of <sighs> pee going through it. Mm. Okay. And can you feel the pee passing through your urethra? I can feel pee always. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's get that checked. Uh, no, no, but your urethra goes like in a straight line. Don't tell out. me what my urethra does. Okay. <laughs> your urethra not do. goes straight line. Like my urethra, I feel like is different than yours. We talked about go the ahead. straightness of it. Yeah, we get it. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I would say that you can def. Here's why I think you can feel it. Oh. When. Going back to your whole, uh, women are just one just follow. one hiccup away. Especially from, if you've had a baby. The amount of people who've right. had a baby who can just pee. So when you really have to pee, I remember like in school, mm -hmm. I would be sitting there in math class and like, you know, the fucking teacher's like rambling on about some shit. Remember like when you used to have like asked to go to the bathroom yeah, yeah. and they would be very specific or, or trying to like pass some weird like, now you've already gone this week. You yeah. can't go again. Yeah. You're like, fuck off. Yeah. You would, when I had to pee really badly, I would literally feel the like my like my member holding what it felt <gasps> like the water in, and it oh. feels like it's right at the dam, okay, or whatever okay. the okay. end of it is called yeah. for us. Like, and you can almost like feel as if like last line of defense. Mm. It's almost like uh, liquid prairie dogging. Wow. Yeah. Prairie dogging, though, I think is a little bit different where it like the prairie dog uh, analogy is that it like pokes a little head out right. and then goes back in. So I feel right. like it's hard putting that we back. can't quite. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely hard to like put that put back, back in. in, but it feels as if. I see, I see, I see. You know, like pre, pre prairie dog. Yeah. It feels like that at, mm. at the extreme. Okay. But like normally. So that's a yes then. Normally I would agree that you could feel it at the end. Yeah. But like if you really thought about it, I feel like you can kind of feel it passing through. Huh. But not, you don't like consciously feel like, oh, okay, great. But like, <laughs> but you can feel, and like, I almost think about this because uh, a post-sex pee and a, and a non-post-sex pee oh, yeah, are different. very different. Yeah. And you can almost feel, uh, well, right. you're very aware of just how. No, it's crazy that like jizz leaves the same tube as pee does. Yeah, no, we, it's a multi-purpose vehicle. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah the, I feel like. You guys have a lot, a lot of weird holes and things down there that like- A lot of holes. I think it's a lot of uh, conspiracy, like the whole like sure. clitoris to begin with, obviously fake. Obviously. But for us, we just do everything that same hole. That's crazy. It's like a, it's like a, um, a bachelor's- uh, uh, Where are you going with this? Like, you know, like how like dudes will like use the same, like, you know how I use the same towel on my face as I do everywhere else? Disgusting, yes. 
I use the same hole for everything too. Yeah, I think without that analogy, I did understand, but yes, thank you so Just much. Wanna make for the sure visual. that everybody's aware. Okay, and then at the poop, I. Do you? Okay, question. Do you have, um, have you ever wondered this or has this ever been a struggle? Because I think this is the wrong question. Um, no, I've, I've never thought about this just because I feel like I, I, I do understand the, I guess I have thought about though, like where a penis would go right. in regards to the poop dropping. Yep. Yeah. Cause it's not like you'd want to sit it on the toilet seat outside of it. You know what I mean? But then also too, if everything's inside the bowl, like that feels like close proximity that could be dangerous. So you'll never, I don't think any woman could appreciate yeah. the different shape of a toilet. Toilet bowls can be wow, like men do. Right, right. Because you know, some are like elongated. Yeah. Like our, our toilets at home mm. are longer. Okay. Every time like I more go- more of an oval. More of an, exactly. Okay. Every time I go home to my like childhood toilet. Yeah. I think back to how in the fuck did I ever take a number two? Yeah. Without like fucking moving this thing left to right. There's, did you just throw it over your shoulder? It, it, <laughs> it, um, Jeremy just made the motion of throwing his dick over his okay. shoulder. In a plane, that's what it feels like. So wait, but could you- I'll tell you what I do in a plane, because you asked. Okay. If I have to pee yeah. and do a number two on a plane, right? God forbid, I will pee standing up. And then sit down. And then I will hold myself <gasps> while finishing the number two, because that's how little space- But you're sitting down for the number two, right? Who sits down for number two? <laughs> yes, but like, I have, there's like, there's no, whoever's designing plane toilets, is either a female. three foot, right. Yeah. Whosoever, whoever, ever at Boeing, Airbus. Cause they're not thinking about the, the wieners. Either they are the, the wieners, wieners on board. Either they are the number one and number two biggest like growers. Yeah. The world's ever seen. Sure. Or they're just doing it to spite men, which I understand. Yeah, that makes sense. Maybe they're trying to um, like discourage guys from pooping on planes. Right. Cause it's, it's less of a, um, a. Can you a, peep and poop at the same time? Yeah. Yeah, but it's weird. Okay. But going back to the whole point of like, it, I feel like gravity takes care of, of um, number two, not getting on your member. However, oh. gravity also is the reason why, depending on the, the depth of a toilet bowl right. or the fucking length, length, yeah, you might have to be careful it doesn't dip in or touch the front of the bowl because- Oh my God. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, that's that's gross. Potentially- Contact, nothing, contact. Right, there's nothing worse than making- like contact, like head to bowl contact Ooh. in a public setting. Oh, yeah. Oh God. Right. Oh, right. I, oh. I don't. Oh, that's awful. You're telling me. That's awful. I think anybody over the age of 20 who's had to deal with enough public restrooms. Yeah. Even if they are a shower wishes they were not. For just that reason alone. Oh God, I, I can't even process this. Yeah, no, it's, it's not great. That's awful. Wow. And as a as a sitting peer, mm -hmm. I know quite a bit about this. Wow. Okay. Well, I hope that answered your question. Um, <laughs> caller number one from a penis I can't believe holder. we have questions beyond this. Like that seems like the most, by the way, on brand question, an on topic question. No, that's, I said, I said, there's a question that is so perfect to follow up after this. Like we couldn't have spent more time um, talking about the illustrated labia. And yeah. I'm really glad that we rounded it out with this. Yeah, no, no, me too, me too. All right.
Number two. Car number two. Hi, Lauren and Jeremy. I'm Hi. a big fan of the pod. Um, I need some advice on some friend shit. Oof. So basically, um, this past weekend, um, my boyfriend and I, uh, well, he tried to dump me, and I said no. <laughs> and we are both very in love. We have a really healthy relationship, and so um, he makes me really happy. And uh, we decided that we were just going to communicate more. Um, he was going to let me know when he needs space, and he's also going to like actively make more time for me um, because he works in on in a different province. Uh, Lauren, big shout out, Canadian, Canadian. listener Knew over it. here. He works in a different province, and um, when he is home, uh, he still has like a bunch of little like side hustles. He's like super driven and really inspires me to be the same way. And we're in love, and we're not going to break up. And um, we kind of <laughs> got over it and decided that we were going to work on a relationship and make it work um, and that we want to spend the rest of our lives together, which, you know, things can change in the future. I understand that, but um, we want to make it work um, because we're in love. And I tell my friends this, and they basically just shit on him and are talking shit about him to me and I'm sure to other people. And I think it's really unfair because they, one, don't know him that well, um, and two, they are kind of catty, and I love my friends, and I don't want to lose them, but I don't want to choose them over my boyfriend because that's, like, a huge red flag. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't know how to get it through their heads that mature relationships go through hurdles, and... The only friend that's really supporting me, she's been with her boyfriend since for like 10 years and the other one, the other two are like one's in a pretty new relationship and the other one's literally never had a boyfriend and she's 24. So I'm just not sure how I should talk to them about this because I don't appreciate the way they talk about him and I do stand up for him um, and kind of tell them to shut the fuck up. But I also don't want to push my friends out of my life. Um, but I don't think it's respectful for them to talk about my relationship the way they do or talk about the man that I intend to birth babies for. So, yeah, let me know your thoughts, and I can't wait to hear it on the pod, hopefully. Uh, Love you guys. Uh, Send kisses for Diglett and Moosey Goosey. Thank you so much. That's best friend number two. Oh, wow. Yeah, seriously. I have, I have so many thoughts. I, I also have so many thoughts. Um, I, one, love the self-awareness and the confidence to say no and the confidence in the relationship. Because my best guess is that it sounds like he was like, we live in separate provinces. Yep. I'm so busy and I we love each other, but like maybe this isn't going to work out. And you were like, no, we can do it. And like, I respect that. I think that like there is a time and place where you can say no and fight for your relationship. And it sounds like this is the time and place of that conversation. I also think that like, obviously giving your friends the benefit of the doubt, I would hope that they have your best interests in mind and they want what's best for you. So I think from their perspective, maybe they are, you know, they think that you would be better off with someone who's local. And like you said, like they don't know your relationship and they don't know him the way that you do. And it's impossible to share all of the positives. So if they're only seeing the negatives and if they're getting the narrative that like he wanted to potentially not be with you, 
I guess I'm hoping that they just want what's best for you and want to protect you and want you to be happy. And I think they're going about it obviously the wrong way because like being in the middle of friends who don't approve of your boyfriend or don't like your boyfriend and still also being with your boyfriend is a really, really shitty place to be. But I think it's a conversation that is very doable and hopefully your friends can be mature enough to accept that this is what you want. And even though it's hard and I've heard about my ring on today. Don't, I don't want your, I don't want your aura ring. Oh, you I'll threw your aura off ring too. off. <laughs> I think this conversation is very doable though. I think that like, assuming that they want what's best for you, if you're able to communicate that to them, hopefully it can just put a stop to them sharing negative thoughts. Um, because maybe their intention is to try to flip your mind in terms of not being with him and ending the relationship because they think that's what's best for you and what's going to make you happy. And they're doing it with good intention and just not going about it the right way. Agreed with a lot, basically everything you just said. I think the thing I'll add is what I have learned only through experience is when it comes to sharing parts about your relationship or specifically about your partner mm -hmm. with your friends, mm -hmm. I like to live by the rule that unless the person I'm sharing this with has not only my best interests, but the relationship's best interests mm -hmm. and my partner's best interests, then if I choose to share that information with them and I don't think that they might not, you know, I don't have confidence that they have the best interest of everyone involved, not just me. Yeah. I need to take whatever they say with a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. And it's not so that like you can't share it, don't explain why you feel the way you do it. Like your job is to share where you're at, your feelings. You don't need to convince your friends as to whether or not you were right or wrong by doing it. They're gonna give you their opinions. But if there's somebody who doesn't like your boyfriend or doesn't respect your boyfriend, or most importantly, doesn't respect your relationship in the first place, you can't expect anything that comes out of their mouth to be not biased. And also they probably do have your best intentions in mind. Mm -hmm. They probably aren't just trying to uh, make you feel bad, but somewhere along the way, they got the perspective that that relationship isn't healthy anymore. They're just saying what they think you should hear. That doesn't mean that it's right. That doesn't mean it's correct. Mm -hmm. But also, I just, I don't think that it's your job or your responsibility to have to explain or try and, and win back people's perspectives. It's just your job to like, you know, share where you're at and your friends are going to either support or not support that. Mm -hmm. Like you share more about, I feel like your everything with your friends than I do. And I feel like most guys do so like it's, totally. it's different in general. Yeah. But the amount of times that I've heard like feedback about a partner when they're not in the room from people that don't respect or like them in the first place, that I'm like, that's just unfair is way more, I feel like common than someone standing up for someone they don't like because their friends just being ridiculous in the first place. I think beyond this though, like the conversation that needs to happen is the conversation between her and her friends to say, Hey, like, I know that you guys might think that this is what's best for me, but I'm choosing this right yeah. now and I would love your support. And I don't like hearing the negative stuff that you have to say. Totally understand that maybe he's hurt me in the past and you have my best intentions and yeah. you just want me to be happy. And I totally understand yeah. why you feel like that sometimes, but like, I'm choosing to move forward. I'm choosing to move past this and I'm choosing to stay with him and I would love your support. And I think that like, that is a simple enough conversation straightforward that if your friends can't get on board with that, then like, obviously that would really suck. And it would be a, a bigger conversation of like, is this someone that I want to have in my life right now? I also think like starting the conversation with, I want to have a hard conversation and like mm -hmm. sharing how much their opinion and friendship means to totally. them. Yeah. But, and like, 
in the same breath that you're saying how important their friendship and how important their opinion is, also just being honest about the fact that because their opinion and because the perspective is important, yeah. it really, really sucks that she feels like she can't share where she's at with her partner with them mm -hmm. without getting backlash. It's then their responsibility to take that into consideration. And I think also too, like even on the friend side, sometimes it is hard to be the friend yeah. supporting the friend who's in a relationship that, I mean, obviously it sounds the like they're very in. healthy and turbulent or whatever, or sorry, that is very healthy and in love, but sometimes it can be hard to be on the outside healthy of that. turbulence. Sure, a little healthy turbulence. Yeah. Like they hit a little, they hit a little bump, yeah. right? So it's like it's sometimes it is hard to be the friend that's supporting that friend that's in the relationship, and yep. you never know if you're saying the right thing. And obviously, they're not doing the best job right now. But I think a conversation can be had for them to do a better job of being a better friend, and hopefully, they want to be a better friend. Right, but but in a world where, for the reason they can't get over the hump, yeah, right, and they just like can't seem to bring themselves to support it, I think then it like if the friendship is important to you, which sounds like. Sounds like you have your stuff figured out, which mm -hmm. I love that. The yeah. fact that you said, no, you're not gonna break up with me. Mm -hmm. And I understand you just need something different and we can work towards that. Mm -hmm. Goals, amazing. I think taking into consideration whether or not you think that your friends are ready to support you in this relationship and then just deciding what you do and don't share with them in the future, half of the, the battle right there. Caller number three, our last caller on the hotline today. My question, am I the asshole or do I just have a shitty best friend? Backstory, um, I have two best friends. One's a good one, one's a bad one. Ooh. We've been friends for about five years. Okay. My mom passed away um, about five months ago. And wow. when it happened, I put into our group chat that we have together, the three of us, that I'm going through something. My mom passed away. I don't need anything right now. I'm doing like, okay. Um, so I got a normal response from the good best friend. Like, oh my God, I'm so sorry for your loss whatever you need, all that. The bad best friend, radio silence. Heard nothing from her. Two weeks had passed. Me and the good best friend had been chatting semi-normally in the chat about just random unrelated things. She was, the bad best friend was ignoring all the messages, which is so unlike her. We talk every day in there and it's really rare that we, d we miss a day. So after about two weeks had passed, she randomly put in there something gossip related, like completely disregarded the big bomb that I dropped in the chat, completely disregarded all of that, didn't say, she did not address it, did not acknowledge it. Um, and I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. If the first thing out of your mouth is that I'm so sorry for your loss, you have my condolences, don't say shit to me. And I still will die on that hill. And I haven't talked to her for about five months because I, I just can't. <sighs> Am I the asshole for expecting a normal response from my best friend or... Is she just a shitty person for not being decent enough to do it? Um, I would love to hear some think pieces, some opinions on the matter. Um, I love you guys so much. Um, and sorry, this is so long. Bye. Well, first off, we're sorry for your loss. 100%. And that should be the first thing out of everyone's fucking mouth when they hear that news. Yeah. Go ahead. Wait, I'll hold on the bomb though at the end. Like obviously there was the initial bomb of like the, right. my mom has passed, but like her saying that they haven't talked in five months after this is crazy. I was not expecting that. I mean, I, I guess the, and something else that she said at the end that is just top of mind is the whole like, it, are you crazy or ridiculous or the bad person to prefer expecting a normal response? Uh, you, you, at least a response. <laughs> like, oh my God. Confirming and like, like acknowledging, even if it, even if they did a bad job of acknowledging it, like yeah. acknowledging it. No, that's so crazy. And it almost sounds like they have an issue with showing yeah, empathy. Something. 
that's like there's got to be something there with the, the shitty friend. Even if you're a shitty, like my friends who have a tendency and have a really like they have a knack for saying the wrong thing at the right at the wrong time yeah. always. Like they would at least have acknowledged it in their way, and I would have been like, "Oh God, you of course of all ways like that was a little rough, of all the ways like, to say that, yeah. sure." Mm -hmm. But like not acknowledging it at all, right? Feels like there's. That's it's, like it's almost iceberg. like there's it's almost like they don't want to give you attention. Is what it feels like is that they've got an issue showing empathy for someone else and an issue giving you the attention that you deserve in that moment. And whether that's it's ten seconds of "I'm so sorry," let us know if you need anything, or "So sorry," literally "So sorry" for your loss. Five fucking words. Love you. Well, seven. Also, the whole two week thing. Let's let, let's give this person the benefit of the doubt and say that they were really busy that day. Totally, totally. And the next day. And then three days later, when they finally looked at the group thread, they realized they missed a really important thing. And, yeah. it's, and now it's like, it's been too much time. Yeah. That's when they needed to respond with anything. Literally anything. anything. Even if they were like, how are you doing? It reminds me of the time that I was in a group thread with a bunch of people and you know me in group threads. Mm. And someone came out in the group thread and I had missed a call from that person. <laughs> And it was one of those things where I, I knew that I couldn't respond to the group the other day later. Mm -hmm. I needed to like call and be mm -hmm. like, I can't believe I missed this amazing news in this case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that they knew I wasn't giving them the silent treatment. Yeah. I'd be, I wish that I knew what made this person a bad friend overall to begin with. Totally. Because I'd love to know if this is, is linked or correlated. Right. But this feels like a fundamental issue. Absolutely. I also think that if you have a friend that's incapable of showing empathy yeah. and like being supportive as a friend in like one of the most traumatic things that could potentially happen to you in your entire life, that bitch has got to go. Yeah. That bitch has got to go. And like, of course, like obviously five months is a long period of time where you could have had a conversation to be like, hey, just like want to make sure you saw that text that like my mom has in fact passed away. Yeah. And like, it's it's been a really hard time and I would have loved your support. Like obviously there's a conversation to be had there if you would like to continue that friendship. But I also think there's nothing wrong with them not acknowledging that and you just saying goodbye to that friend. Yeah, I think, although they don't, like, no one gets to choose how somebody else grieves. Absolutely. We, we, we've, I love that saying. Yeah. But at the same time, you do get to choose who you like. I'm going to assume that that thread was one of the first things that you went to mm -hmm. or, 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 or did after finding out this terrible news. Mm -hmm. And so it's like that thread will be a one-to-one -one next time. Like, yeah, exactly. I think also too, if that friend is confused why you're no longer friends, even better reason for them to stay in the past. Right. And maybe for your own closure, mm -hmm. you might want to like, out of respect for the friendship you had, you might want to broach it with them just so like you feel better about it. I just feel, I just feel like this sounds like the type of person where if she were to try and have that conversation five months later, they would try and victimize themselves about something that was going on in their life. And again, like, maybe, totally. maybe something was happening, maybe something was happening, but it sounds to me like this person would not show the empathy now that they were looking for, you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like they're not going to handle it well. I think it's still, for me, I think it would be more beneficial mm -hmm to have a bad conversation and get closure than have no conversation at all and have sure. it be open-ended. Sure, I mean, I think if that's part of like your grieving process that will help you move past that, totally. Yeah. But I also think it's okay if like they weren't there for you as a friend and they are either confused or not about why you're not communicating anymore. Right, but at the same time. Also, the other part of this is that if they haven't talked in five months, this other friend hasn't reached out to be like, hey, where have you been? Right, because I would I would have asked my friend if the good friend. Yeah. Have you heard from the bad friend? Yeah. Did they call? Yeah. Or that what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think we're like I, the society in general is getting really bad at communicating. It, 
me included, mm -hmm. but there's some things where it's like, even just, even just be a bad community, like figure it out, do something, yeah. show sign of life. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'm really sorry. Yeah, my that opinion sucks. is NTA, not the asshole. No, you, definitely. You are not the definitely asshole. Definitely not the asshole. Friend is the asshole. It, but I, I think for yourself, uh, cleanse, cleanse that bitch. Cleanse that. Cleanse that you, bitch. Whether you need to, to circle back to confirm to, to cleanse, or you can walk away. Mm -hmm. Great, cleanse. you should cleanse. Cleanse that bitch. Yes. <laughs> well, on that note, I'm so glad that we learned Identified about peeping and pooping at the same time. Um, also, I do want to be clear that that is peeping. I don't know where that came from, but we peeping. say that with the dogs. That did you peep? Did you peep? I'm glad that camo and camouflage. Are... I cannot believe we got to witness that live for the very first time that you've ever done that. Oh I... my God. There, there's moments on the podcast where I'm like, I cannot believe that we got to capture that. And that was one of those camouflage. And this will be the last episode of Wild Soul 9. <laughs> Latvia, it was good to hang out. Uh... I'll be back with a solo episode without Jeremy next week. I'll bring it up with my therapist <laughs> and we will go from there. Uh, see you later. Bye. Bye. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit